Know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. Hey, it is time for us, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith in the Golf Cave, Edinburgh, Indiana, the Timbergate Golf Course, the newly remodeled Golf Cave. That's right. You're ready What's to that? go. You are ready to go. I'm hit, man. You have I got a- the I got the smart to move force plates. I got the you know I got tech coming out of my yin yang here. I got the Capto uh, putting software. It's unbelievable. I saw a thing uh, as you posted on your Facebook page yesterday about uh, some some high school kid who who got eight miles an hour faster on the swing with his eight iron. It was uh, six miles an hour in twenty minutes. How'd that happen? With just his eight iron. Guess how that translates to his driver, John. Uh, you know I'd, that one that's longer. I'd be afraid. And lighter. I'd be afraid. Yeah. 11 miles an hour club head speed with his driver. And what is every, every single mile minutes. an hour translates to what about three, four yards? Yeah. So let's think about that for a second, right? So in that, here's the kid that all I did was learn. This is, this is how he could do it. And, and he produced it in 20 minutes and he spent the rest of the 40 minutes reproducing it. Mm. With ease, he had no idea what was going on. His arms were flailing away from his body first, right? And he was falling backwards second. I'm like, okay. So the first thing I did was somewhat hermetically seal his arms to his <laughs> to the front of his chest. And next thing you know, they're whipping around his body faster. And then I got him to step a little bit more on the left foot so he wouldn't be falling back to the right. Next thing you know, a lot more vertical force happened and bam, here he goes. He's like, that's faster than I've ever swung a club. I'm like, might be. (laughs) (laughs) So easy to learn, easy to remember, easy to reproduce over and over and over again. Right. That, that's the key, right? Can you repeat it? Cause you know, if you can just do it in, inside this room is one thing, but taking it with you is another. Yeah, definitely. So he's going to report back in a week. That'll be fantastic. That's a quick fix. We've got another quick fix coming up recorded uh, a couple days ago, uh, on the stereo app. Uh, if you want to participate in these things, it's easy. Just go to stereo.com slash golf guy underscore Jeff or golf guy underscore John. We'll revisit that. But a quick fix is coming up next. And this week's show is sponsored by DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Could COVID really cost you your home? Well, cybercrime is up 75%, but the type you really need to worry about is home title theft, which is why you need home title lock. Cyber criminals are after our homes, and it's easier than you'd think. The title documents to our homes are online now. The thief finds your home's title and forges your signature on a quick claim deed stating you sold your home, and he's the new owner. Then he takes out loans on your home and leaves you in debt. You won't know until late payments or eviction notices arrive. Insurance doesn't cover you, and neither do common identity theft programs. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock protects your most valuable asset. The instant Home Title Lock detects someone tampering with your home's title, they help shut it down. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim and receive 30 free days of protection with promo code RADIO. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. 
Com. There's a group of guys I play golf with regularly. I got to tell you, the first thing we do in the first tee, we fire up a good cigar. Because there is nothing that goes better with golf than a good hand-rolled cigar. And that's just the first one. And we all use Cigars International. We found them. Have you seen them yet? Have you used them? They've got all the right choices for a round of 18 and all the right gizmos and gadgets that make it as easy as possible. They've got windproof torches. They have crush-proof travel cases. And they get those clips that attach to the golf cart. And they have great cigar deals from their daily deals to weekly specials to the Cigar of the Month Club. And if you don't know what you want, get one of their sampler packs. And right now, Cigars International is offering our listeners 10% off plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off your order plus free shipping. To take advantage of these incredible savings, just go to CigarsInternational.com and use the promo code GOLFGUYS when you're ready to check out. That website is Cigars with an S International.com and use promo code GOLFGUYS. 10% off plus free shipping, CigarsInternational.com. And thanks for hanging and coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Uh, we mentioned the Quick Fix Show. It's a live show we do every Tuesday afternoon at 1 o'clock Eastern Time on the Stereo app. It's a new app. It's totally free to download, either iPhone or Android. You can find it in the appropriate app store. Stereo.com slash golfguy underscore John or golfguy underscore Jeff. Follow us. You'll be alerted when the Quick Fix Show comes on every Tuesday at 1. You have a question, you're more than welcome to send it in and give it. This is what happened in the last Quick Fix session. Let's do a little fun stuff here. Yep. I'm in the golf studio. Okay. Everybody's happy, right? I have been uh, been working with some people already today. And, you know, common things are common with lots of people. That's why they call them common, right? So we've got... Look, I got a guy that comes in and he is swinging hard across his body to the left and low. Guess what his ball does? It Big goes to the right. Slice. Yeah, it sure does. Curves yeah. to the right. And, and wait a second. Why is it that when you swing to the left with a club face straight, that the ball just goes right? It happens all the time. Because well, golf is a stupid game and people just uh, uh, opposites happen. I mean, that's what you just got to learn to live with it in golf. They do. <laughs> they do. Because it's just, you know, the reality of it is when you swipe across the back of a golf ball in either direction. Right. And the club face is pointed close to the middle. That thing's curving away from your body. Makes people crazy. So naturally, the whole point is, is like, man, they show up at my doorstep and they go, Jeff, I got to get rid of this mess. So what are we doing? How are we getting them to do this? So, you know, so here I am in, in a quick fix kind of a thought, right? Going, okay, what is making them swing across their body? You know, like their arms are in the back swing, they're up high, and then they move out in front of their body, away from their body, and then they start pulling it back across them. Why is that? Well, most people, it's an imbalance problem with their shoulder alignments, their forearm alignments. And their grip, I know, I know. Quick fixes, people going away. Come on, don't make me change my grip. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> make me change my grip. Okay, but see when you, you know, try to imagine your hands, John, on a club, and then your mm -hmm. right hand is say twisted more toward the top, toward the, you know, rolled over, and the right hand is more on the top of the shaft, and the left hand is more on the left side. If you did that your right forearm and wrist is higher off the ground, more elevated off the ground than your left. And then what's going to happen is it's going to push out away from your body, and then it's going to move down to the left across your body, and it's really simple. Well, just change it. 
take your left hand and put it more on the top of the shaft, right? And put your right hand more down on the side of the shaft on the right side. And now all of a sudden you see your wrists and your forearms are much more level with each other. One's Mm -hmm. not significantly higher than another. And now all of a sudden the swing that the arms can make are now more behind you on the way back and more out in front of you more out toward the golf ball coming from say more behind you to out toward the ball. And it's no longer going down across your body. It's now going out away from your body. So the reality of it is this, if you take both hands and arms, if they are pointed, you know, like back of the hand the left hand toward the target and the right hand's more on top. And if you just let go of the club a little bit and turn both at the same time, your forearms change, your shoulders change. And everything feels easy when you do them both at the same time, the same amount. Mm -hmm. Rotate them both more to the right. It's easy. But when you're working with one and not the other at the same time, now it starts to feel a little goofy. And so in this quick fix kind of way, just look at your hands, your forearms and go, all right, wrists, forearms, they're, they're angled a little bit more down to the left. And so, you know, if the right arm is, higher than the left and I would stick a club and touch both forearms. I could touch it and they would angle down toward the left. If I change that, I'd be changing my shoulders. Matter of fact, I might even lower my right shoulder a little bit, raise my left shoulder a little bit. And now all of a sudden the left wrist is about as high off the ground as the right wrist. And if I grabbed it in club in that manner, now all of a sudden swing direction got straight toward the target, less left. A lot of fun there. Had a guy this morning, that was his, that was his issue, right? So if we can fix that, lots of people can do better with just that kind of a quick fix because they got to understand that. But then they go, wait a minute. Now my ball is just going to curve left because I changed all this and made my hands more on the right side. I'm like, well, you can check your club face, you know, you got your hands on the club. You could stick it out out in front of you. And look at where your club face is and, you know, kind of make one of those mock swings and stop the club right out there in front of you, kind of like a little half swing and send the club face straight out the front and go, wow, I wonder this is all screwed up. Why don't you fix the face? Mm-hmm. I know, John, you've heard me say fix your face before, but I was, I was not talking about the club. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the thing about it with, with the face of the golf club, man, and we've had this discussion before. It's, it's confusing because the, the bottom edge of the club is not parallel to the top edge of the club no it's not and at the same time most of those bottom edges those leading edge of the club they're curved yeah so it looks a little screwy doesn't it yeah it's hard to tell when the club face is actually straight yeah so here's the easy part john (laughs) there's uh there are lines that are cut into the face you know those scoring lines the grooves you know they're called they're etched in yeah, they're they're etched into the face, right? They they they're straight too, aren't they? Yeah, and well, you can tell if you get the mud out. It's kind of important you do that. Get the mud out. Yeah, first. yeah, it is. You got to clean them. I know. Yeah, you you may want to consider that on your own if you're out there listening. <laughs> hey, you know, clean clean your grooves, right? So you can see your grooves, so you can tell where your club face is really pointed. And then you could then you can kind of go through this quick fix of this change into the hands and arms thing and get the club to swing in a completely better place and stop swinging across it and stop cutting across your ball and slicing the crap out of it. You know? Yeah. Cause we'd hate to do that. Yeah. Yeah. We would, you know, 
Nothing feels feels better than swinging at a golf ball and having it go where you're aiming. Nothing. I'll tell you, I can agree. There's a lot of people that I work with that also agree because not only do they smile a lot when I get them to hit it better and hit it straighter, but they pay me to do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's right. And they come back to do it some more and then they pay to play more golf. And so, you know, in, in the whole realm of, did I do what I'm supposed to do uh, as a golfer? If the, the ball tells you a lot, and if something is off, like say the club face, um, you're going to have a hard time with this game. Yeah, you and, certainly are. You know, we don't really want to have a hard time with the game. We want to keep it so that, you know, we're in pretty good shape. So we want, we got to keep the, the club face supposed to be better. So we can do that. And definitely. Right. We can, and, and I we can do just that. Want to let you know that this, this was very easy. There are things, I mean, you could make a grip change and still have a slice because the grip may not be your problem. Uh, there are other elements that can do it, and Jeff can fix those too quickly, and he can do it for free uh, if you're not, you know, in the middle of Edinburgh, Indiana, hey. where you can drop into the yeah. Timbergate Golf Course and pay him for doing it. Uh, he'll be doing it if you just show up here every Tuesday at 1, here being Stereo.com. Just follow golf guy underscore Jeff or golf guy underscore John, and you will be alerted every Tuesday at one that, hey, these guys are about to come on and give you a quick fix golf lesson. Or you can get it by listening to the radio show slash podcast, Those Weekend Golf Guys, which you can find at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. So I am John Ashton, host of Those Weekend Golf Guys. He is Jeff Smith, the number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana and the co-host of thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Hope that you have gotten a quick tip and a quick fix, and hopefully you can go out in the backyard or the golf course or the driving range or somewhere and make it work today. And again, set uh, whatever you need to set here on stereo. This is our first time on the stereo app, so we're not sure how to tell you how to work it. If you could tell us how to work it, hey, that might be a help. Uh, But do what you need to do to follow us so that you are alerted every time we come on. Uh, it should be Tuesdays at 1 o'clock Eastern Time with a little quick fix for your golf with Jeff Smith, John Ashton, Weekend Golf Guys. Uh, again, check us out, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Download the Stereo app and be here next Tuesday. Stereo.com slash golfguy underscore Jeff, golfguy underscore John. We've got some more stuff, a little gambling stories from Phil Mickelson and some other folks you may or may not know. And then we are going to visit with Golf Royalty. Got a conversation with Dottie Pepper coming up. Stick with us. We are those weekend golf guys. Okay, football fans, the moment we've been waiting for all season is right around the corner. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Big Game Prediction Challenge. Once you submit your picks, you'll get a free instant prize of up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Download the app right now. Enter the free prediction challenge. Answer questions like uh, who will score last and boom, get ready to make it rain. Download the DraftKings app right now and use promo code WEEKEND to enter the free $55 million big game prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code WEEKEND now and enter the free $55 million big game challenge. 
The promo code is WEEKEND. Download the app now. Only at DraftKings. Terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9. This week on The Approach Shot. An Emmy Award winning actress. It's Patrika Darbo. You play golf avidly, I understand. Not sure how well I play avidly, but I play. I have a nickname of One Sleeve Darbo. Download an episode or two of The Approach Shot today at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. Now I have to go, how the hell do I get out of here? There is a brand new app out that I want you all to be aware of because it is going to revolutionize the way that Jeff and I and you deal with each other. It's called Stereo, and it is a free live broadcast social platform that enables people to have real conversations in real time. It's going to allow us to build a more intimate relationship with y'all by engaging you in direct conversation. So if you've got a question, let's say this Tuesday at one o'clock, you want to fix your slice and you want to talk to Jeff Smith directly about doing it, you can. (laughs) Yeah. Did you note that down? Okay, we're excited to offer all of our listeners a new way to interact with us. So join us on Tuesday at 1 in the afternoon for a live show on the Stereo app. You can download the free Stereo app and then select those weekend golf guys so you connect with us whenever we're live. Stay tuned for more details on how to engage with us on Stereo at the end of today's episode. Just go to Stereo.com slash golfguy underscore John to get started. It is those weekend golf guys. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith. We have a conversation coming up with golf royalty. We spent oh, some time talking with Dottie Pepper. The Dottie Pepper. Yeah, not, not just yeah. somebody that's named like Dottie Pepper. It's <laughs> yeah. like the actual real life LPGA legend, Solheim Cup legend, yep. Dottie Pepper. Yeah, and Jeff finally yes. got the opportunity to apologize for breaking that window in her house. It's unbelievable <laughs> how that worked out. I've been looking to do that from a long distance perspective for a long time. <laughs> At least you waited long enough where, you know, she's forgiven you and you're not going to charge you for the window replacement. Statute of limitations is <laughs> run down, right? They say it's, you know, water under the bridge or a title is through a window. I'm not sure which. One or the other, we're both going to let it go. Oh, <laughs> Phil Mickelson is a piece of work. We all know that, especially from watching some of these uh, special made-for-TV golf things they've done the past few years. The match, the match two with Mickelson and Tiger and and, uh, JT and all these people that are playing against each other. The first one was a pay-per-view situation. Do you remember that? Yeah. Thanksgiving. It was a big pile of cash. It was $29.99 to watch the match. And it was... uh, how you say less than fantastically entertaining? Yawn. A lot more hype than results. Okay. Kind of sounds like almost every pay-per-view <laughs> fight at the same time, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that um, during that thing, uh, Tiger and Phil had a personal bet of – Yeah, I think I remember that. Of $9 million. I think uh, that was that big pile of cash that yeah, – uh, yeah, yeah, and Mickelson won. Yeah. 
It's funny, too. He made photocopies of some of the $100 bills because Tiger paid him in $100 bills. <laughs> he, he tacked the pictures up on his locker. And he just he sent a, a note saying, I just want you to know that Benji and his friends are very happy in their new home. So, <laughs> But after the match was done and they were off playing in another tournament, uh, there's a country singer who's also a big golfer. His name is Jake Owen. Um, not heard of him, but it's okay. He's a great golfer, so good for him. Great golfer and supposedly a good country singer, but we don't listen to country, so we don't know. But anyhow, he was very vocal about being less than impressed with the level of competition during the match. And uh, he had had a few drinks as he was in the gallery of this golf tournament they were playing. Jake Owen walks over to Mickelson and says, Hey, Phil, you owe me (laughs) (laughs) $29.99. Seriously. Yeah. And he said, for wasting four hours of my life with that bad golf, I've never seen you guys hype this whole thing up about the big match. You guys couldn't even make three birdies between the two of you. I want my twenty nine ninety nine and apologize to me for some bad golf. Nicholson didn't miss a beat. Okay. He walks over to where this Jake Owen guy was, the other side of the rope, pulls a $100 bill out of his pocket Gives him the $100 bill and says, I won 90,000 of these yesterday. Take the 100 and go, uh, you know. (laughs) Away. (laughs) Yeah, far away. Far away from me. Or a word that starts with the same letter as far. Uh, Something something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was another time I was reading that Mickelson was in a tournament and he had like an 18-foot downhill putt. And some guy in the gallery said, I bet you miss it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So Mickelson looks at the dude and says, I bet you a dollar I make it. He missed it. (laughs) 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 But he had to borrow a dollar from his caddy. (laughs) Oh, all he's got is hundreds. (laughs) He didn't have any small bills with him. (laughs) Can you imagine? Phil's got to look over at Bones and go, hey, cough up a buck, will you? You give me a bum read. Right? <laughs> yeah, look, Mickelson's only walking around with hundos. Yeah. He's not walking around with dollars. I mean, that chump change. Not he's like not he's a chump. making change. That's right. The card girl comes by, gets a $2 beer, gives her a $100 bill, tells her to keep the change. He can do He can afford it. He'll make more. Don't worry about it. I think some of these guys just have printing presses in their basement. Well, you know, supposedly... Mickelson, I won't say has a gambling problem, but he um, he made once made a comment uh, during a practice round that started at seven o'clock in the morning to the other three guys playing in the in the group with him. He said, "I don't get up this early for anything less than twenty five hundred dollars." So it was <laughs> it was a twenty five hundred dollar bet to play, and there was no wow. I don't feel like it. One guy was a rookie, not a rookie. He was a, he was an amateur that was oh, in, their, in their group. And and Phil just said, hey, don't worry about it, man. If I win, you can pay me after you get on the tour. Okay. But it was still, I mean, it was IOU. It wasn't I'm going to forgive it. <laughs> but no, that, at least yeah. that's a little bit of, yeah. little bit of love there, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't get out of bed this early for anything less than 2500 25, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you don't bet a whole lot. No. Uh, I bet your money, though. Well, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm awesome. You know what? It's funny. I am I bet other people's money like you wouldn't believe. But, man, I'm tight with mine. <laughs> I know. I know. Listen, I uh, 
I won 39 bucks with DraftKings. Did you? Oh, man. What you do is you go and you pick a team. Do it for any of their tournament weekend tournaments as long as you do it by Thursday before the tournament starts. You've got a salary cap, and every golfer that's playing in the tournament is worth a set amount of money. And you can only spend up to like $50,000 on players. And some cost 25000 each, and some go down as little as like 3000 But you just put a team together of six. And the aggregate huh. total score of those six players you pick, you know, you get points for birdies and for making a cut and for, you know, eagles and aces and the whole nine yards. And it's just however and, – and where you finish. Also, where the players finish gives them points, and it's just – how many points your six players score together? The aggregate total depends on where you finish. I finished like 256th and won 39 bucks. You don't have to be really, really good to win comfortably. So I'm saying. I wonder, you know, what's the, the win percentage of people who do that? I think if you keep it low, if you keep, yeah. if you keep your, your entry low, your win percentage is probably pretty high. It's a good idea. It's the guys who come in with the, you know, the, the $50,000 bets. It's either a yes or a no. You know, it's a win or a lose type of thing. Those are the guys yeah. that, that finance that whole thing. <laughs> you know, yeah. the guys like you and me, I think we can, um, in Triper Producer Mark, man, he, he's a regular DraftKings guy. Yeah. Not only is he, uh, he's good with football, but he's fantastic with, uh, horse race handicapping. How about that? So. Yeah, you know, but right now what they're doing is a thing for the big game, you know, the big football game coming up in a week. They call it the Golden Ticket Giveaway, and there's up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. All you have to do to get a share of the huge prizes is enter the DraftKings free Big Game Prediction Challenge. And once you submit your picks, you'll be able to get a free instant prize, too, up to about $25,000. Now, DraftKings has paid out not only my 39 bucks, but over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. So download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code WEEKEND to enter the free $55 million Big Game Prediction Challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code WEEKEND now and enter the free $55 million Big Game Challenge. It's only at DraftKings. Terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So, DraftKings? Yeah. Sounds like a fun deal. Yeah, it is. All right, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, check it out. DraftKings, use the promo code WEEKEND. I don't really – I think I think a quarter a hole is the most I've ever played for. No. Well, you know, when I was younger mm-hmm. and, and playing a lot of golf, I, I had the opportunity to play probably more golf than people ought to be allowed to play, honestly. And and then there was some betting. I, just, I don't gamble now, but when there, I was, it was, I was always betting on me. I can distinctly remember I had, had one time where I was just kind of messing around. I was on this golf course. I was down in Florida. I didn't know anybody, and I was just down there, and I was just farting around, and I got – paired with this other fella and he was kind of the uber competitive kind of guy and he asked me beginning of the round if I really wanted to play for anything I said nah I'm just kind of not yeah wasn't really interested right because I just didn't want to feel tuned in so I shot 38 on the front and didn't really make anything and didn't make anything happen and he shot 39 he uh he looked at me on the 10th hole he says come on let's have a bet I think I can beat you <laughs> I didn't mind the come on let's have a bet part but then he said I think I can beat you. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> well, after I shot 32 on the backside, <laughs> he wasn't so happy because we were playing for $10 a hole. Whoa. It's the only way I, I just bet on myself. And then all of a sudden it was, he was like, well, how did you do? I'm like, I just started paying attention because you said you think you could beat me. I just I'm like, to okay. Prove you were wrong. So, you know, so he's forking over some money, you know, I mean, there was $90 in, 
he was pretty unhappy because he wasn't handling the fact that I birdied the first three on the back nine, <laughs> you know, and he didn't try to press or do any of that other stuff. We just was straight up 10 bucks a hole. He wasn't happy with losing $90 at that point. <laughs> Can't say as I blame him because no. you probably made him buy a, buy a drink too while you're at it. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I played with this other guy that I know he was had this, I mean, he was, you know, like Mickelson likes to bet on a lot of things, right? Yeah. So he was betting me on, I'll bet you 50 bucks you can't get that up and down. I mean, he was that guy. Yeah, I hate that guy. And I kind of like the end result of that one too. Yeah. It was a pretty good day for me. Yeah. But, you know, there's those things where I was just betting on myself. Fun little times because when I get this little challenge and all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah? <laughs> you don't think so, huh? <laughs> I was playing a lot of golf at that time and I could pretty well control what was going on. Mm -hmm. And now I, I, I teach so much that I, I'm really not playing that much. So I'm probably not going to jump into that mentality again. Yeah, I, I don't blame you for that. And going back to what you were saying about betting on yourself, when you have total control, it's a lot easier to be able to, uh, to bet because then you have only yourself to blame. You don't, you don't have to worry about somebody else blowing it for you. People that bet on NCAA basketball and NFL football. Oh, yeah. and they're yeah. always squealing about the refs at the end of the game. Yeah. It's things that are way out of their control. Either the players are controlling the action or the refs are controlling <laughs> the action. But one way or another, somebody is on the betting end is squealing at the end of the game. If your girlfriend slash wife slash significant other does not like sports, don't try to get her to watch it with you. <laughs> because a friend of mine said his, his Sunday, uh, the football games were ruined because he said, come on. To his wife, he said, come on, you never watch football with me. Sit down and watch football. So she did and started incessantly asking questions throughout the whole game. <laughs> like <laughs> the one thing she said is, why do those guys all wear striped shirts? Do they work at Foot Locker? <laughs> so, <laughs> he said, after about halftime, I just said, uh, go away. <laughs> go do something else. Just go. You're not going to be happy. You want to be happy? Listen to what our conversation is with Dottie Pepper, Golf Royalty. Yeah. It's coming up next. Hang with us. We are those weekend golf guys. There are a bunch of things that can negatively affect your performance on the golf course. You know, there's those nagging pains, the shoulder pain, elbow pain, wrist pain, even back pain, that kind of stuff. They're just nagging and, and they can negatively affect how well you move. But something else is the anxiety, the nervousness, especially, you know, people watching you get a little uptight. Getting uptight is the worst thing for your golf game. So you can lose the first tee jitters. And you can get on the level of performance you deserve. Well-being starts with well-care. You need to use the code WEEKEND for 20% off your first purchase. Visit wellcarebotanicals.com. That's wellcarebotanicals.com. Or you can call 888-211-2011. You've got problems with aches. You've got problems with pains. Or more like me, you've got problems with first-tee jitters and anxiety. WellCareBotanicals.com. Use code WEEKEND or call 888-211-2011. There is a brand new app out that I want you all to be aware of because it is going to revolutionize the way that Jeff and I and you deal with each other. It's called Stereo, and it is a free live broadcast social platform that enables people to have real conversations in real time. It's going to allow us to build a more intimate relationship with y'all by engaging you in direct conversation. So if you've got a question, let's say this Tuesday at one o'clock, you want to fix your slice and you want to talk to Jeff Smith directly about doing it, you can. <laughs> yeah. Did you note that down? 
Okay, we're excited to offer all of our listeners a new way to interact with us. So join us on Tuesday at 1 in the afternoon for a live show on the Stereo app. You can download the free Stereo app and then select Those Weekend Golf Guys so you connect with us whenever we're live. Stay tuned for more details on how to engage with us on Stereo at the end of today's episode. Just go to Stereo.com slash golfguy underscore John to get started. Uh, we promised it, and we said if you hung out through the break and came back, we'd be here with a special guest, and we are. I am John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith from the Golf Cave in Edinburgh, Indiana, Timbergate Golf Course, and in her own room, in her own home, with all of her paraphernalia and memorabilia, Dottie Pepper. Dottie, thank you for spending some time with us here with those weekend golf guys. How oh, are you? Great. I'm good. This is... Um... As I was telling you guys, this is the only place there's anything golf golfy in this whole house. So really? Just my office. That's it. Is that my choice or just that you don't want to get up too obnoxious about it and just keep everything there so you don't look like you're showing off? There's, there's a lot more people with a lot more obnoxious than I've got. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this, just one place. It's just fine. Just my office. Yeah. So it's not the wing of the house with all <laughs> no. the and all the stuff, right? It's not it, right? Good God, no. Well, you know, on last week's show, Jeff mentioned that he had played golf at the golf course that you used to live on the 18th hole of, and today he officially apologized for breaking that window. Yeah. So we hope you Sorry. will find it in your heart to forgive him. It's one of those, one of those things. Um, That's why you have homeowner's insurance. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's right. How often do you get to play now, or do you just commentate? Well, I, I live in upstate New York, so right now I'm not oh, playing any golf, even no. if I was playing golf. Yeah. Um, I haven't really played a whole lot. And part of it is because I'm on the road with it all the time yeah. and I'm doing other things that I wasn't able to do when I was playing things that I had to give up or just not even, even attempt. So mm -hmm. uh, I skied long before I played golf. So I, I've caught up on skiing. Uh, right. My family is still in the ski business. So that that's oh, a big part, yeah. big part of it. I have, have a, about a three quarter of an acre garden that takes up my time when I do come home in between tournaments. And, um, I like to canoe and I'm a biker. So yeah. it's, uh, it's a, it's a full life, even if there's not a golf club. Do, do you still own golf clubs? Doesn't sound do. like you have time for that. And they're, they're relative, I mean, they're not like hickories and got a perch. I mean, they're, they're, not like that, they're not that outdated. <laughs> but where are your favorite places to go now when you're not out traveling the world for covering golf? You, you just mentioned, you know, you go skiing and you get your garden. Where do you like to travel the most? What's the most fun place that you get to go now? I used to say that my favorite place to travel was home. Right. But since we've all been home since March, oh. I'm going to venture out a little more. I, I love being in Normandy and, and I love mm. rooting around for all things World War II history. So we're already talking about when this world starts to get back to whatever the heck normal is that we're, we're making trip number three over there and just get lost on the back roads and, and realize that that's not, it's not just the beaches that, that were so important. Yeah. So you were you a history buff in general or World War II in particular? No, World War II history buff. Grandfather and my uncle were both both veterans. Grandfather lost his hearing. Uh, I don't know if he got to 22 years old uh, in the Pacific Theater. He lost his hearing with bombs going off. And, yeah. yeah, so that's been my thing ever since social studies in high school. I loved history and World War II in particular. Yeah. Over behind me, there's a, there's, I, I found this old water bottle washed up at uh, Omaha Beach. and. Ooh. There's, there's beach sand in my, in my office. Fantastic. That's pretty cool. Fantastic. Yeah. 
So uh, no plans. We'll never run into you at the uh, Senior LPGA Championship at French Lick then? No. I have a, <laughs> a full time job. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, sir. <laughs> she must have heard I, about that golf course, too. <laughs> right. well, I know the golf course is hard because my husband played there, but I also know my playing days are I, – I don't think you can do both well. Okay. okay you get, and I, I kind of like my gig, and I'd like to keep it for a couple more years maybe. Mm-hmm. Do they have like a special uh, golf course announcer school to teach you how to speak well but without – Yeah, it's the, it's the deep end of a pool. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck you right in. Swimming. (laughs) Go. Here, put this on, walk out there and say stuff that's not offensive. Stand here, don't let them hear you and that's gonna be the tough part is is you you need to be close enough to see what's going on, but you can't you can't be loud enough to to affect anything. Right. And you don't want to be the course whisperer either. Yeah. Yeah. If if you're doing that, you're too close and, and you haven't you haven't gotten far enough ahead of, of the group and be able to relay the information in a somewhat normal, normal voice. But um, for analysts, for reporters, there's not really a school per se. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like I was going to go to Syracuse or Missouri or uh, and start start my sizzle reel right. because I would be doing play by play. It's sort of you start talking about as Judy Rankin says, you talk about what you know. Yeah, and you talk about it well. I had lots of help. I have, I've had. Lots of uh, great mentors, including Judy and mm-hmm. Mike Trico is one of the best that helped me along out, out early. But it takes work at it, and, you, and I think you got to you got to get in the game and listen to your shows and know where you really were pretty rotten and where you actually mm-hmm. nailed it, and try to do more of the the latter than the former. How does your role now? How does that affect your relationship with the players that you're you're walking the golf course with? Yeah, you know, it's it's a little bit different now because. Given my age and their age, they're at the. Some of them are transitioning into the, into where I'll be covering them, where they didn't know I was really a player, and that I could just flat play. <laughs> they think I'm just an announcer. So this is the year that I actually pass the number of years that I'm announcing versus what I what I played. So, Ooh. yeah. So this is 18, 18 on the on the ground. Um, we're in the tower somewhere versus seventeen years on tour. So I think that the players who know that. I did play at a very high level and that I can poke fun at my, you know, lack of closing some tournaments and prop myself on the back for, for times I did come up with, with the shot under, under the gun. They're fine with it because I don't, I talk about myself on the air. Like I've hit those shots and I certainly wasn't perfect. <laughs> I think that's pretty neat for you to be able to, to tell us what it's like mm-hmm. to be out there in that moment. Because you've been in so many of those moments, you've literally been on the biggest stage that you can be on uh, as an LPGA player. Tell and that. And I've also, like, like I said, I've, I've been that, that player that missed an 18-incher at the last hole mm-hmm. to defend a title in Rochester. And I've also been the one to wave off a partner in the Solheim Cup and say, I got this. I, I know what this is going, going to do. This is going to go in. So I, I think you relay that and everything that's in between. That's where we all live. We all live in somewhere in, in between those 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 highs and lows. And you know, I, my first producer at NBC was Tommy Roy, and, and I was very lucky that Tommy believed that uh, golf ball didn't know the difference between a male and a female, and neither does a microphone. So if you can talk about golf shots you've hit, golf shots you've screwed up, <laughs> and, and everywhere in between, and just just be real about it, it's okay. I was going to ask that because it had been so long that that female commentators were relegated to ladies' golf only. 
Well, the one thing I will say, Roger Maltby told me when I started at NBC is that when, when you get Tiger and you're going to get Tiger, he's the one that can make you look like an idiot faster than anybody else because he's seen shots and can pull off shots that other people don't. So don't get caught saying he's got no shot. He'll just take it as a challenge. So is there a, a particular pairing that you, that stands out in your mind? Like, man, I really enjoyed this day. Is there any real rea- inter- interaction with you and the players at any point during those those rounds when you're out there or are you just too far there, away? Yeah, there is. And, and this year was a little bit different because they didn't have the, the crowd noises. Right. To mm-hmm. kind of figure out who was maybe making a move from ahead or, or behind. There have been a number of them, but I will say like when Justin Thomas won the PGA championship at, at Quail Hollow, um, I, have, I had a monitor and at the time pre COVID, I had a guy walking me with the monitor so I could see if I was, if they were live or tape shots. I'm literally looking at live television, 18th hole. So he's got a bogey to win and he'd missed the fairway, pitched it out, had hit his third and he comes up over my right shoulder. And he goes, is that live? <laughs> yeah, that's live. <laughs> You're looking at it. And then, you know, this year, being at the Masters, it started with Tiger's group after the rain delay day one, and I picked him up cutting across 14. He looked at me, and I looked back at him, and he said, Dottie, walking at Augusta? And I said, isn't it 2020? And he goes, God darn, is it 2020? (laughs) Nothing that had ever happened before. So there have been some pretty pretty cool things that you know the players are a give and go conversation do you as a announcer get feedback from the crowd saturday afternoon in phoenix not pleasant <laughs> right so there's there's that i can imagine yeah there there are some some crowds that are so good and so respectful and others that are just completely out of control yeah. with the thing I noticed differently this year is that you really had to be careful of your voice because I, like I said, I don't like going into the course whisperer mode, right? but with no crowd to kind of blend into and just the, the white noise of a crowd being out there, you really had to be careful about where your voice was going, the inflection in it. And also if there's an adjacent hole or right. a hole running parallel, I mean, you could be, in their drive zone while you're trying to call a third on a par five live and you just, you're busted. So it was, it was a whole different, different field this year, just because you had to be thinking more ahead. Gotcha. Okay. That makes perfect sense. So the bodies weren't, uh, that weren't out there to be buffers for any sound or any (laughs) golf balls flying. Exactly. Right. right? Well, that was one of the things when they, they restarted at colonial. So they had never really played there when it had the super thick, long Bermuda. It always had some of the overseed was still in there when they played in May. Well, in June, it's, it's gone. There was also the time there's limited marshals. And as you know, the search time has gone from five minutes to three minutes. Mm-hmm. And the players were actually genuinely concerned that we're, we're going to lose golf balls because the Bermuda was just raw. That's nice to see that they actually are human. Oh, they're human. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're very human. Yeah, you don't get to see the human parts on TV too often, yeah. though. That's the no, that's no the because when do we tune in? Uh, generally on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And everybody who struggled has already packed their bags and they're gone. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Right. Yeah. You're seeing those that are playing the best. That's what I like to tell a lot of my students is what you just said is they get this false sense of of reality of mm-hmm. by watching golf on television because you're watching. First off, they're the best players in the world. They're on television. The ones that the TV is actually showing you are playing the best golf. 
Right. So it's like watching a highlight reel the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every, every once in a while, you'll see Webb Simpson just cold shank one, but it's, you know, that's not very often because he, yeah. he just gets that puzzle in there every once in a while. But <laughs> generally, yeah, you're seeing the very, very best golf because that's the way the tee times are set up. People aren't going to tune in to watch people they've never heard of play bad golf. I can go out and watch my friends play pad golf if I want to. I can go play pad golf. <laughs> <laughs> Dottie, can you tell me, probably you've had this question asked a hundred million times of you, but in your own career, what do you think the a couple of really standout moments for you were? My Solheim Cup time was was really special, especially being on the on the first Solheim Cup team. Uh, there were only eight women that did that on each side and seven qualified. And there was one pick for each. So that was extraordinarily special. Uh, I would say having the record at, at Nabisco at 19 under, that was seemingly impossible. Uh, favorite win on tour was in Vermont in 1995 at the McCall's tournament at Stratton Mountain. My PGA professional, where I grew up in upstate New York, was the head pro there. Where I was about to turn 30. There were 30 golf balls in my bed. The guy, the guys in the in the pro am had cart number 30. I mean, they they really went went all out. But it was the, also the only time that my entire family saw me win a golf tournament as a professional. Oh, fantastic! You were still working. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's great. Came down to which was really cool. Was it, it was Pat Bradley's clan from Boston mm-hmm. and my clan from Saratoga, and it was. I mean, you can still hear. And Keegan was actually there. He's told me that he was in the gallery when his aunt Pat and I went at it to, to go down the stretch at that tournament. So you could hear both families getting really, really <laughs> ramped up. It was, it was, it was a special, yeah, I still have the trophies here and that trophy was filled with adult beverage and passed. <laughs> and yeah. I woke up the next morning and my parents were in the, in the condo. I mean, it was, it was crazy. It was That's just fun. really fun. Dottie Pepper, we can do nothing but thank you profusely for spending time with us here with those weekend golf guys. See you guys. See you, Dottie. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us, facebook.com slash golf guys. Did you hear us earlier tell you about the new app, Stereo? You know, Stereo app users can engage with the platform to listen in, to seek out topics, and to join conversations about issues and ideas that interest them. There's a lot of stuff on there. Comedy, pop culture, lifestyle, sports, and us, those weekend golf guys. You can download the app for free. Just go to the Apple or the Android app stores. Once you download the app, you'll be able to create an avatar and a profile, and then you can submit audio messages to the hosts of conversations to join that conversation in real time. Like us, a Tuesday, 1 o'clock, we will be having a live audience interaction episode on Stereo. Jeff Smith will be here to fix your slice, and every Tuesday thereafter, he'll be there with some quick fix for your golf game. Tuesdays at 1, stereo, live talk from those weekend golf guys. So just go right now to www.stereo.com slash golf guy underscore John. Then we'll talk Tuesday afternoon at 1. I tell you, this has yep. been productive, interesting, fun. We've had the quick fix. Yep. And again, you just go to Stereo.com slash GolfGuy underscore Jeff or GolfGuy underscore John and download that app. And next Tuesday at 1, you can participate in that. And uh, and then talked about gambling. But Dottie Pepperman, it doesn't get any better than that.
And she's so good on the course reporting. So good. You know, I just, you can learn so much from a, an established player, right? And here she is, a veteran, knowing why players are hitting certain shots and realizing this ball's not coming out of here very easy. And she'll say something along those lines. And then to, to be right as often as she's right, because she has the player's mentality and yeah. she's allowed to speak that. Yeah. It, it makes her truly one of the most valuable reasons that the broadcast succeeds right there is because of her. Yeah. Yeah. She's like the Tony Romo of golf play by play. Or maybe Tony Romo is like the, <laughs> the Dottie Pepper, the Dottie Pepper. <laughs> right. That could be, that could be Get it that way. Now, since, since we uh, do a little visual with each other while we're uh, putting the show together, I just saw a young student of yours walk into the golf cave with a bag yeah. bigger than he is, man. Yeah, well, that was that was uh, you've you've had her you've seen her on the program before. When the day we had Mark Sweeney, I brought in young Ava, uh-huh. and um, and she stood there and uh, was was impressed because it was Mark Sweeney, the Aimpoint guy. Because I've taught Ava Aimpoint, and she makes everything. It is disgusting how many putts she makes. It is You'd disgusting. It. I would because you just didn't listen to me when I was trying to talk to you about the Aimpoint, and you're like, Yeah, I got uh-huh. it. I'll just use, huh? Yeah, huh? Yeah, I know. Well, no, she man. listened. My problem with the aim point is I don't know how many degrees of slope there is. I never remember to bring my protractor with me to the golf course. Yeah, guess what? That's a trainable thing, you know. <laughs> uh, suddenly I have pictures of old dogs and new tricks in my head, man. So I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure we can, uh, we can do that. But okay. This year I will give you a few minutes to show me the aim point thing. Oh, now. a few minutes. And I give me an I hour <laughs> and I will change your life. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I will change your score. You'll be buying more drinks and you won't even care. You you buy the pizza and I'll give you two hours. All right, (laughs) Stereo.com slash golfguy underscore Jeff, golfguy underscore John. Download that so you can participate in next week's Quick Fix Tuesday at 1 o'clock. Check us out, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Every show we do is up there. Other than that, man, go play some golf.